This is episode number 24 with Chief Music Officer of Rock to the Future, Josh Kraft. Welcome to the We Love Philly podcast. My name is Carlos Aponte, a Philadelphia school teacher whose mission is to promote volunteerism throughout the city of Philadelphia and help put the brotherly love back into the city of brotherly love. Each week, my students and I bring you a person or organization that is making Philly a better place. Thanks for spending some time with us, and let's dive in. Plato once said music is a more potent instrument than any other for education because rhythm and harmony find their way into the inward places of the soul. Bill Clinton once said, Music is about communication, creativity, and cooperation. And by studying music in schools, students have the opportunity to build on these skills to enrich their lives and experience the world from a new perspective. Welcome, everybody, to the We Love Philly podcast. I want to first thank everybody for all of the kind messages that I received while I was on my honeymoon. If you listened to the last episode, I was I just recently got married, and we went on our honeymoon through Europe, and I noticed and tried to thank everybody who sent messages. We took a three-week hiatus, so I appreciate all the love that was sent my way. We are back from our hiatus. The new school year is starting. I just recently was transferred to a new school in our program and I'm excited to get We Love Philly started at this school and to continue it to grow. I have a lot of background moves in the work for We Love Philly that I'm excited to share once they are finalized with all of our listeners so stay tuned with that. I've now gone from Southwest Philly and I'm now in North Philly so I'm really excited to recruit new students to plan new volunteer opportunities and to start building brand new relationships and grow We Love Philly into more than an after-school program to be a nonprofit organization that's going to help students learn about entrepreneurship and learn about volunteerism. So we're really excited to bring you that. In this episode of the podcast with Josh, we talk about the life skills that students gain through music education. We talk a lot about how to start a nonprofit and how to use a nonprofit organization to start a social movement. And we also talk a lot about the hardships of starting a nonprofit. And we talk about how Rock to the Future can serve as the solution to inequities that are evident within our communities in Philadelphia. If you want to learn more about Rock to the Future or sign up to volunteer with Rock to the Future, you can go to their website, rocktothefuture.org. You can also follow them on social media at rock, the number two, the future on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to follow what we're doing over at We Love Philly, you can follow us at We Love Philly, or you can check out our website at welovephilly.org. That's where you can find our volunteer calendar. You can check out all of our videos all of our podcast episodes. We would also appreciate if you left comments and feedback and rated our podcast to help the show grow. Really excited to bring you this one with Rock to the Future Chief Music Operator, Josh Kraft. We hope you enjoy. to the We Love Philly podcast. I'm here today with Chief Music Officer of Rock to the Future, Josh Kraft. Thank you so much for inviting me to your 
awesome studio. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having us. Let everyone know what Rock to the Future is. Are we are we going on a spaceship or what are we doing? <laughs> no, it is not a geology camp. This is not a rock climbing um, experience. This is Rock to the Future, and we're all about providing free music education to Philly youth in under-resourced areas, completely free music lessons. We teach group classes in guitar, bass, drums, keyboard. We have an, a great after-school program that's free in the Kensington area as well as the Germantown area. And we have really great opportunities in academics too for students. So uh, when a student comes to our program, they not only get a lesson in music, but we also help out with academics. We have a great uh, program called Ready for the Future, which is for our um, high school students where we take them on uh, trips to college campuses. Cool. Uh, we help with like college readiness and we have like 100% participation rate for seniors going on to post-secondary education. So colleges, trade schools, things like that. And again, it's completely free. We also have in-school workshops where we're in schools during the day teaching group classes on ukulele, guitar, digital music classes. And we also offer um, summer camps too. So if you want a smaller experience, you can spend a week with us learning guitar, bass, drums, or keyboards. And the real focus is original songwriting. So um, at the end of the week, you're going to be performing on stage in front of hundreds of people. Um, you're going to be taken to a recording studio in that week to record your band's original song. So it's a really cool opportunity. We reach over 300 kids a year through all of our innovative music programs. Programs. My student, Kasim and I, we volunteered at one of your summer camps, and it was really cool when we were introducing ourselves to all the students that they not only made the song, but they also made the name of their band, they made a logo for their band, they, they made the, the titles of the song, and then, yeah, it was really cool to see them on stage performing, having a good time, getting excited, and just the self-esteem that I saw talking to them about it and, and their faces light up when they knew that they were up next. It was really cool to watch. Yeah, it's uh, it's neat watching them interact with each other and learning some of those life skills that you learn when being in a band, learning how to cooperate, so letting others take the lead, you taking the lead, stepping up, building that confidence, getting up on stage at the end of the week to perform your song. We'll do a lot of uh, like run-throughs, building up to the week. And yeah, it's a really, really cool experience and we have great staff too that are really super positive with the students and I think that that's you know like really important it's not only staff but we also have volunteers too yeah. and some volunteers give back weekly in our after school program with academics some of them help with music so if you know how to play a couple chords and want to uh, show your gift to others you can come in and volunteer in our after school program or you know if you want to just do a week of our summer camps too you can come in and work with the students uh, for one week. It sounds like you do so much. And I saw on your website that you started in 2010. How was it starting something of this magnitude and how has it evolved over the years? That's a great question. So starting back in 2010, we started just as an after-school program and we didn't really realize the impact it would have on the community, but it was just kind of a snowball effect from the beginning. We had a handful of volunteers that were like, 
music lessons for free. That sounds great. This is really important because music lessons can be really expensive. And we started out with about 13 kids in a small uh, basement of a church, you know, um, and expanded to now reaching over 300 kids. And from that core group of uh, students that we first started with, a lot of those students stayed with us for, you know, six years, seven years. We had just had a graduate last year that was with us for eight years. And now seeing those students going on, you know, to college, which we've helped them get to, brought them to the campus. Some of them literally driving them to the campus and now seeing some of them graduate. We had three graduates this year from college, which was really, really cool to see. And some of them invited us to attend. So that was just like a really cool experience looking at them and being like, I knew you when you were, (laughs) you know, yeah, seventh grade, sixth grade, you know what I mean? Like, and they were, they, they continued through our program till they graduated high school and now they're graduating college. So um, that's that's the real cool experience, you know, seeing seeing that transition and being there and knowing that we're providing like a place where they feel safe and feel like they can create music and um, have this really cool experience of being in a band when you're in high school, you know, or middle school. All those important life skills can translate on to working and preparing them for their next stages in life. Yeah. yeah. What advice? would you have a lot of my students uh, have the entrepreneurial type dreams or they want to start a nonprofit and since you started most nine years ago I'm imagining that there were hardships in the beginning and obstacles and things that you had to work through so what were some of those obstacles and then what advice would you give to someone who wants to kind of start a social movement or start a movement to help inspire others like Rock to the Future did? Sure. The biggest advice would be just to never give up on something that you really want to do and really think is important. When we first started, there was, you know, a lot of obstacles. For the first two years, we, you know, didn't take a paycheck from uh, from doing this job. So it was all volunteer work for the first two years. Me and the executive director both worked for other jobs just to ensure that this organization would thrive. And another bit of advice would be that there's a lot of free resources out there for people that want to make their nonprofit official. Giving that 501c3 status can be challenging. So there are organizations that that are there to help you. And there's also um, a lot of other nonprofits that can help you too as well. So, you know, with nonprofits, a lot of us are not fighting, but, you know, we're all applying to certain grants or things like that. So we're all looking at, at certain funding s- streams. So it can be easy to not make friends with uh, other nonprofits, <laughs> but, but it's really important to partner with other people and, and, and realize that you're all in it to better your, your community. Exactly. And there's no reason to, to be mean to each other we're all in it for for a good reason so um, it's important to uh, collaborate and partner with different uh, nonprofits and uh, you know just provide a better community for the next generation of, of youth that are coming up yeah definitely yeah. I have to agree when it comes to community service that competition mindset doesn't really make much sense you can be a better service to the community working together with other people in the community even if you're all trying to help the community everyone wins it doesn't matter where it comes like who gets the funding and yeah I find that mm-hmm. a little bit silly when I hear stories like that but it happens it definitely happens yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're doing something and then somebody starts doing something that's similar to you, it's easy to 
be upset <laughs> in that kind of situation, but you have to realize that there are things that make your nonprofit unique uh, and you have to, at the end of the day, do what is important to you and work really hard to, to make your nonprofit something that stands out. Yeah. So it was cool. I was reading your the website and your mission statement specifically, and it said that Rock to the Future recognizes the deeply entrenched practices, cultural norms, and social structures that perpetuate inequities. I wanted to know if you could speak on what some of those practices, norms, and structures are, and how is Rock to the Future the remedy for them? Sure. In the past couple of years, you know, we've noticed that we really want to meet students where they're at. We want to break down the barriers that prevent them from coming into our doors and having this kind of experience. So things like septa travel for students, that can be an obstacle for a student getting to our location. So we started a septa program. So any student that wants to attend our program can get free travel from us every week to get to our locations. Those kinds of barriers, uh, we want to really reach out to all parts of the community. So we have students coming from West Philly. We have students from South Philly. We uh, recognize Germantown as an area of, of high need. So we started a program in the Germantown area. So we're, we're trying to break down some of the barriers transportation-wise, food-wise too as well. Uh, for some students, the only meals that they might have are at school. So we provide meals for our students when they enter our building. And we're really just trying to uh, reach out to all um, types of communities, foster families, the LGBT. So we're, we've really enacted like a diversity, equity, inclusion factor too to our nonprofit by having like a committee that kind of like assesses what our current efforts are right now and like what more can we do to meet people where they're at and get them into our building and, and provide them with a really cool opportunity to be in a band, to make music, to write an original song, to get good grades, you know, those, yeah. those kinds of things, yeah. you know. So recently I was volunteering with Global Village at the Arts and Business Council and I was sitting in the crowd and I... This is how I found out about Rock to the Future. I saw that you that you were receiving an award and I watched the short video that they put on explaining your, your organization. I said, wow, we have to volunteer for them. It seems like they're doing amazing work. What were they recognizing you for? That was Jessica, our founding executive director. She received an award from the Arts and Business Council. Though it was really great to receive recognition for a nonprofit. We're part of the Arts and Business Council does a lot of helpful work for nonprofits, so it's a really great organization in general to be a part of. They have like professional development opportunities that cool. we we take part in, and I believe they have like a volunteer board, something about board members getting them like integrated, like yeah. helping you get like professional board members on your board. Because as a nonprofit, you need to have a board, so that's like something that. Every year, it's an initiative to like really have a diverse board, have a board of people that are going to like better the organization. Yeah. So, yeah. being a nonprofit, I, I know it can be really challenging getting volunteers and community members involved. Have you faced any challenges? It's a good question. I think that we really strive to have 
really awesome volunteers and create like a really fun um, experience for volunteers and give them an experience that leaves them wanting more of the organization and makes them feel like they they're a part of it you know yeah. um so for our volunteers a lot of people give back by volunteering like once a week whatever their skills are whether it's music based whether it's uh, academic based or if they want to just come in and play chess like with a kid like a mentoring kind of program we try to make our our volunteers programs robust so that um, they want to come back for more we we advertise our volunteer opportunities online like volunteer match or there's a lot of like uh, different websites that you can place your volunteer yeah. opportunities on we have monthly volunteer info sessions i think that helps drive it's kind of an info session about what to do next how can they get involved those sessions are very important to start to understand who you're working with because some people if they come in that's like an accomplishment first you know you got them in the door now um, you have to figure out the best place to utilize them whether it's going to be a, a weekly commitment in their after school program maybe it's a bi-monthly commitment on a committee or maybe it's just a connection that yeah. you have you know somebody walks in the door that works for a recording studio well, later down the line, you know that you're going to have to use a recording studio to record your student songs. Maybe it's a music venue. The students are going to have to play somewhere, you know, at the end of the year. So just like really utilizing somebody if they reach out and they want to get involved, that's a call to action to find the right place for them. Yeah. What's the parental feedback that you're getting? We have a a decent retention rate. Like I was yeah. saying, like some of the students that were with us, you know, some of them stays eight years, you know, which yeah. is great. So the parents enjoy the programs. The parents enjoy the program for mixed reasons. Some of them being academics, some of them being music. Usually yeah. those are the two, two yeah. things that they, the feedback that, that we get the most. There is a good population that do, don't have parents that, you know, foster students that we've worked with students in the uh, correctional services too, as well. So sometimes with those, those uh, they have a caseworker that yeah. we'll work with to make sure that they get to, to and from the programs. So yeah, it's been pretty positive. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you pinpoint in your early years the moment, or it could be now, the moment that you knew that this organization mattered to you or you knew you were doing what you were put on this earth for? One of their first performances, which was in a winter, again, at like this kind of older church. Um, and, uh, you know, the students, I think they played like two chords or something like that. It was really simple, yeah. you know, but they like, you know, just seeing them like smiling after the performance, knowing that they did a really good job and knowing that I didn't want to let them down. I want to make sure that this program continues on and that they have a place like rock to the future where they they feel they can be themselves and that they can like go on and like write more songs and have have the this cool experience of being in a band and, yeah. and everything like that what's the vision for rock to the future what's the future look like well currently right now we're doing a strategic plan which is going to map out the next four years oh, cool. uh for us so that's a tough question to answer because right now we're doing a lot of surveying we're doing like SWOT analysis and, and um, you know, all of those like business kind of things that we're looking at right now. So the goal is just to make 
Rock to the Future's name, like well-known name in Philadelphia, bring in more students to our locations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what programs do you have upcoming this fall? Yeah, so we have uh, two programs right now that we're uh, promoting. We have our after-school program at Kensington, and during that program, students receive uh, lessons on guitar-based drums or keyboards. They form bands with their peers, and they get academic homework help. Not only that, but but we also have a program called Ready for the Future, which helps them out with um, college readiness. We take them to college campuses. We help them with FAFSA. We help them apply to scholarships and to at least 10 different schools. And that is completely free. That is for grades 6 through 12. We also have another program in the Germantown area, uh, Germantown after-school program called Music Court. And uh, that program is free for grades 4 through 8th. And uh, they receive lessons on guitar, bass, drums, or keyboards. They form bands with their peers. They have homework help, too, at that location. We're always looking for volunteers. And right now, we're really heavily recruiting students in the Germantown area. So if you have any students that um, you know in those grades that can get to our location, please check out our website, rocktothefuture.org. And again, we provide SEPTA transportation passes for students at both locations. So... If you need assistance, we're here to help. Both of those programs are free. We're, we're just here to provide the, these free opportunities for students in Philadelphia. Cool. We asked this question to, towards the end of the podcast. We asked it to everyone. If you could go back in time, so we're not in the future anymore. We're going to rock to the past. If you could mm-hmm. go back in time and tell the teenage version of you three things, what would you tell you and Oof. why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three things. Oh, God. Let's say, well, when I was a teenager, I wanted to be a doctor and I changed my career path like senior year to music, like at the tail end of it. So do what you love to do and not what you think you're supposed to do. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the first, first thing, because that took a while to, for me to like realize and now I'm, I'm way more happier being uh working in music than than being a doctor yeah you know or working in medical punk rock music is still cool (laughs) (laughs) my my wife would appreciate that yeah yeah (laughs) in 20 years blink 182 is still going to be a a relevant band (laughs) because in high school i had like blue hair spiked up and you know like the what are the bracelets? Yeah, I remember the spiky yeah, yeah. bracelets, spiky bracelets yeah. and and all that. And now it's like a Doc Martens and all that. And then like <laughs> all my students, or like not all my students, a quarter of the students, you know, that's like the style still. Yeah, they still listen to Blink One Eighty Two and stuff. And I'm like, what is going on? How is this relevant still? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so those those would be the three things. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Thank you. I want to take a minute to acknowledge you and send some love your way. I appreciate everything that you're doing. It's amazing and very inspiring that you were that you've been with this organization from the beginning. You helped start it. You did it for free for two years. And I really, really appreciate that message of grinding and doing what you love because you know it, it's working and you know that one day that that since I'm doing what I love, everything's going to come together and it's going to work out and I'm going to be happy. And that 
that in itself is going to be the ultimate reward. So I want to just really send a lot of love your way. I really appreciate everything that you're doing for students all over Philadelphia. Cool. And thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. How can we volunteer for Rock to the Future? How can we get a hold of you? Do you have social media, a website? Where do we sign up? Yeah. So um, we hold monthly volunteer sessions um, starting in September, one in Kensington and one in Germantown area. And at those sessions, we talk about all of our programs and talk to you about how you can get involved and volunteer. You don't have to be a musician to volunteer. We have all different types of volunteers from academics to uh, mentoring. And if you're interested in getting involved in the committee or you have anything that you want to give, uh, we're always accepting donations. We're always like accepting donations of people's time. So just you can email Josh at rocktothefuture.org. You can check our website out, rocktothefuture.org. Org. You can visit us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and that's rock number two future. So check us out on all those platforms. And, you know, we'd love to meet you at a volunteer session. Check out our website to find cool. out more information about that. Is the website the number two as well? Is that yeah. okay. No, that's just for like social okay. media handles okay. and stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So one last question. What is your definition of love? Wow. <sighs> That's a deep question, man. Gonna lay that down yeah, here. <laughs> we love Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's in, it's in your name. I should have known. Um, love. That's a really tough, tough uh, feeling to define, but it's something that keeps you up at night. It's something that you wake up to. It's a it's a feeling that you should have about your life. You know, you should love you know everything that that you do if if you don't you should you should um examine that and <laughs> yeah so yeah. those are those are my feelings yeah yeah. About it, yeah yeah it's a mental state mental it's a feeling rather yeah. than a destination yeah yeah mm-hmm. thank you i appreciate you thank you for your time yeah this segment of the podcast is called just my thoughts where we tie in an educational philosophy to the episode you just heard So I don't know about you, but this episode was eye-opening for me, being as though I am at the very start of creating a nonprofit organization. It was very enlightening speaking to Josh about the hardships, about starting as just an after-school program nine years ago, and where they're at now, where they service over 300 students every single year for free to get a music education, to start a band, to learn how to network with one another to learn how to read music to learn how to do all of the cool things that come with music education it just reminded me of the saying or the educational philosophy that that once you succeed at something once you accomplish something the next day is day one all over again so when they started rock to the future and they started out as just an after school program i'm after talking with Josh, I realized that every single time they had an accomplishment, the next day seemed like it was day one. It's time to start over. It's time to start new. It's time to keep on growing and keep on striving to get to the next level. They went from the after-school program. Then they went on to become a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Now it's just not music education. They didn't stop there. They, they mastered the music education. They said, okay, how else can we be a service to students 
how else can we treat our organization as day one to keep it fresh? And now they're mentoring students. They have summer camps. They help them with FAFSAs. They help them get into college. And they're doing all of these things to keep their organization fresh because that's how you have a successful organization. You treat every day like it's day one. Of course, celebrate your victories and you celebrate your successes, but you don't dwell on them for too long. The next day is the day to start day one all over again so you can continue to improve and, and continue to be of service to more people in the community in which you work. We're looking forward to having you all join us next week. Have a beautiful week. Peace. Peace.